just be chosen. What? Oh, <laughs> fuck, yeah! Look at Mr. Cinema. Yeah, What's up? I, I, he had a very distinct style for the in the episodes he did for one. There's tonally. And then uh, when it, it was when the, he was fighting the bad guys at the end that reminded me of the prison one with Bill Burr. I was like, oh, was this amazing. feels like Riff Hamu. What a Thamu Iwa. John, you take it away first. This was a blast. This was an absolute blast of a return. A blast. <laughs> Blasted. <laughs> this is good because <laughs> your delivery there very much reminded me of William Shatner for some reason. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> no, that's this is great. Is. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. Oh, good. <laughs> then my sci fi <laughs> tunes are, are, are right on par. I walked past him the other day, in fact. It was great. Uh, anyway, this was a really great uh, return to me. <laughs> uh, I really liked the way they crested from just this opening set piece, this. You know, big sense of scale and adventure, you know, a big monster battle. And then you get back into what the next, you know, uh, serial part of the story is. We're trying to find that redemption for Din Djarin in the waters beneath the mines of Mandalore. And uh, and yeah, I mean, you know, they haven't reinvented the wheel in terms of how the show moves, but it just feels like putting on like a like an old sweater. It's like it's. It's nice to be back in this place where you have just this interesting sort of episodic check back in with what's happening on Navarro and everything with Grief Karga. And then, you know, checking in with Bo-Katan really quick before we really launch into the adventure. But, uh, yeah, I felt like this this was like a really fun and satisfying return that has, yeah, all those threads of where we'll go to come. But for right now, just, you know, kind of a slam dunk of just jumping back in the pool, you know, to mix all sorts of physical metaphors. Mikhail? I completely agree, and I personally feel like, you know, in in the first season, it was it was such a, a character character focused piece where it was intimate, it was personal, and I feel like The Mandalorian is one of those very few shows that has earned the world feeling bigger. And I love returning to some of these locations, seeing the changes, uh, and and then just seeing these these two characters slowly kind of start to find their place in a much bigger galaxy. Um, you know, I think from, like, big Star Wars nerd perspective, I just, like, I could watch, like, Mandalorian rituals all day and be super happy. Uh, and even, like, the the little details of, like, the Mandalorian starting to, you know, understanding that the Jedi won't be training Grogu in, in, in the ways of the Force... Din Djarin understanding that, you know, somebody has to still teach Grogu. And in this case, now it's going to be in in the way of the Mandalorian. Um, Mm. And I I love that, you know, we're going to start seeing that evolution. But great callbacks. I mean, this just felt so cinematic and so big. Um, And I'm just, I'm so excited for the rest of the season. Big. Yeah, it's different than the the other ones in a lot of ways because this felt the most lighthearted. Hmm. And so, I mean, if you're there's there's certain elements that obviously like tie into the first episode of of the whole series, you know, with seeing uh, some of the familiar Mandalorians, and then uh, like and then it's and it's also interesting with how the set how the season two their first episode ended with taking down a giant monster, <laughs> and this starts off with taking down a giant monster. Uh, so it's like a kind of an inverse of it. So yeah, they have that, of course, Navarro, and it's always felt a little bit more desolate and a little bit more uh, gritty. And this felt like the least gritty of them all. And that's not a bad thing. It actually felt like it was just another element of Star Wars. It's another layer of Star Wars. 
I am wondering though if that is very intentional. Definitely. Whereas Mandalorian often goes from you know something that could be dark to ending hopeful. <laughs> like they already they already have season four written out. So the fact that it started off so hopeful, like this has such a it's you know, like the other seasons have such an immediate rush and pace to it because it's a fugitive story. Mm. They're on the road. They're they're on the road. That he's got like I got to take this guy to you know with the Jedi is like at least with the second season I got to take this guy to Jedi. But people are still hunting him. The Empire's after him. So there's like a, there's an there's an intensity to it. We're here. It's like I gotta take my time, but I just I, I do want to become a Mandalorian. <laughs> you know, like, like there's no real ticking time clock yet. But I feel like something is around the corner, and you could feel that there's something brewing. And if there's anything we know about Mandalorians, is that while they're teasing him possibly, you know, leading the ways of the Mandalorian, like you lead the Mandalorians, I'm like, a lot of times Mandalorians end up in their own little civil wars all the time. <laughs> you know? yeah, they love their civil wars. <laughs> yeah, That's no, a I mean, rich it, part it, their history. Yeah. <laughs> it sure is. Um, to not commit violence is a sin uh, in in their um, but, you know, I, I completely agree. I feel like all of the challenges of previous seasons, even like this, like random pirate, like, like yeah. it's amazing how just like, yeah, in one episode, we're going to show you that the stakes are clearly going to be much higher. Um, and I, I think they're not there yet. No, they're not there yet. And I think this is the kind of episode to interject. I, I just I know the trajectory of how these things go. Because I will say, like, yeah, there are parts of this that felt a little bit fast. There are parts of this that felt a little bit like, okay, we're going through this a little quick. Mm. Certain parts. Not a lot, but certain parts. And however, this is one of those things where you got to take the season as a whole. Yeah. You know, like, even if I had a qualm like that slightly with any part of season two, when you watch it all at once, you're like, no, it's pretty, pretty near-perfect season. <laughs> and I imagine that whatever the whole package is, this... At least I'm hopeful for that. I don't yeah, know. Book of I, Boba I Fett's mean, the I, one uh, thing that got me a little worried about. Well, but even, even Book of Boba Fett still had a couple of really important gems sure. sprinkled yeah. in that I think helped uh, really set this season up for success. Um, but I feel like the in, in Jon Favreau and Dave Filoni, uh, something I really admired about this episode was we're beginning to see the galaxy or parts of the galaxy heal from the repercussions of the Empire. And I feel like what's also interesting as they kind of <laughs> go backwards and trying to fill in the blanks of how did Palpatine return? Mm -hmm. um, but really, how, no. Uh, <laughs> I feel like we're, we're seeing even the distrust on Navarro of the Republic and this idea of uh, a, a fear of, of, of going back. And, you know, I think the, the Mandalorians in the same way uh, having just rewatched Clone Wars and Rebels, um, <laughs> whatever happens next is going to be really, really hard for them to come to a consensus on. And, and building that trust uh, and that faith in following a singular leader, uh, especially one who's an outsider, uh, I'm, I'm really excited. Um, but it, it seems to me our, our two rivals here are going to be Bo-Katan and, and the Armorer. Um, with the Mandalorian huh. being a, a bridge between these two, you know, I, I think I think once the Mandalorian proves to them uh, that Mandalore, which was for the record, it was like uninhabitable prior, they just made it more like the capital was in a dome because 
everything else had been previously destroyed. So like, it's what the Mandalore it's represents. It's what they do. Yeah, <laughs> I just keep rebuilding over and yeah. over and over again. I mean, heck, Concord Dawn. I mean, the planet was literally just like <laughs> ripped in half, and they still settled there. So, get over yourselves, Mandalorians. <laughs> Rebuild. There's always a, a path to go down, but we'll we'll see how this uh, ultimately progresses. Yeah. I, Who do you feel the big bad's going to be? I think it's I think it's Bo-Katan. I think that's a be a nice subversion. I mean, Bo-Katan has played antagonistic before. Yeah. You know, like in Clone Wars, before becoming someone who you make an ally with. I mean, but look at her. Like, I told Daenerys vibes in this, <laughs> this one. I'm like, with her, why is she put, putting her makeup on? For what? Why are you? Why are you? What are you getting ready for? I, I just like, like you're expecting company. Bo-Katan <laughs> sings Reflection from Mulan by herself. Oh, yeah. no, like, it yeah. read a little cheesy to me when yeah. she's just kind of there sitting. Yeah. And there was some. There was something about like, there's no one here. My, my logical brain started going off of there's no one here. What are you doing? <laughs> that could be a fake out of, 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 yeah, you think like, oh, this is sort of a really surprisingly mellow interaction to start things off. And she sort of doesn't seem to, she, she seems to have withdrawn in, in a moment of defense or something well, like that, that I feel I, like could easily, yeah, flip back around to some kind of impassioned, you know, r- attempt to reclaim. Well, her people abandoned her. They're, Did they're they? Now because now, now you have me thinking that's a really interesting, bo is... I mean, or she could she's, be cunning. Yeah. She could be, she could be which something. would be nice because she, Lord knows. I mean, she was the right hand of Death Watch, and then she was the right hand of the Resistance movement against Maul, and then she was in charge of Mandalore, then lost Mandalore to the Saxon clan, and then lost all of Mandalore to the Empire. So, like, maybe she's learned something, and maybe she's Strategy. playing. No, I mean, yeah. it, it would be, and I think that would be a really nice evolution. Uh, because I feel like right now she's just a little bit too angsty to be a good villain, um, or it's just like too much hate. The other thing that I don't understand is she could just be like, "Hey, Din, could we could we do a duel? And you, when you yield, I won't kill you." Which historically is a totally fine way to pass off the dark saber. Um, Dave Filoni, John Favreau, what's up with that? <laughs> uh, <laughs> gotta get you on the phone. Yeah, no, get me on the phone. I need to know. I did notice yeah. with Katie Sackhoff, they they toned down a lot of their contrast with her appearance. Mm. Like she, in the in the second season, it's very bright. Like her hair's a tad longer, sure, but even the red in her hair is not as bright. And mm. her skin, they I feel like they really brought the animated version of her to life in the second one. And here, she, I mean, she looks very human. Yeah. You know, and I appreciated that aesthetically, <laughs> at least. There's a lot of great aesthetics and great, great blends of like puppeteering that's been sped up. Things that are like in that monster battle are clearly moments that are actual sort of parts of creatures, blends with CGI and stuff like that. And two, I think the last thing that came to my mind is you said that thing about the galaxy healing. And one thing I've really liked about the recent stuff, like, I mean, through Mandalorian, also through Andor, and now this. It's like I, I have gotten used to a version of this where, like, you check in on certain planets and there's always reliably kind of the same all the yeah. time. And here it's like the idea that they would change a little bit depending on when you check in. And, and now we're seeing, at least on Navarro, what is there to lose yeah. now that they've started to build back. I think that's also kind of a foundational element that is kind of a, a, an earmark of the best parts of more recent Star Wars. No, I, I completely agree with that. And I, I feel like it's it's nice to see the sequel trilogy is beginning to make a little bit more sense. Like, how did the New Republic end up 
just falling apart in the first 15 minutes of that movie, you know, of Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and it's really clear. It's it's it, there is a, a regardless of if it's a republic or an empire or whatever, there's just a distrust. Um, and it really is. A, it, it's a nice reminder that these planets and these people are alive and these are different societies that grow and, and change. Um, I'm, I'm really eager to see what other old locations uh, that we'll come back to. I mean, I can't help but imagine we're going to be on Tatooine at some point and the repercussions of the Book of Boba Fett. Uh, how will that affect, you know, Moss Eisley and, you know, just everyone's got a shiny Vespa now. Everyone, yeah. everyone is exactly. Yeah, I am. I am curious to see like what the real pulse of this season is going to be, what the through line threat will ultimately be, because I like the, the journey. It feels very uh, like a more, very nomad wanderer, like to trying to reclaim this. Uh, as part of his creed uh but however i i did find myself like itching for some stakes in, the, mm. in this episode I, I would like that to be kind of established yeah like it doesn't really have that ending like if there's a criticism i do have it, it doesn't have that ending note for me yeah. like even the ending with Boca, i'm like well that's not too different than what we already left off with the season two <laughs> you know well, well, and so what i'm waiting for is that like season one had for a first episode, like, what is this little Yoda creature? And and then even we had the plot already set up for season two, and then they show Boba Fett at the end of that one. So they had like some solid seeds. I, I think they, I think they did it, but in a very subtle way. I mean, last we saw the armorer, there was only one other follower of the creed uh, in the form of. Uh, the member of Clan Beast. But that's why I was saying about the but, Civil War. Yeah, but, but, but yeah. The, and I, I feel like there is clearly uh, those numbers. There is a young person that for a while we thought was yeah. the palest. They are rebuilding. <laughs> Baby Pedro. Did they say what uh, planet that was? No, they didn't. Um, no, they didn't. But that's it's, a great question. They, they do time spans and they don't often tell you how much time has passed. Yeah. And, and that that part of it can it can sometimes needs to be, I sometimes I do think needs to be told. Because obviously... Like, I didn't know about John Favreau saying until like moments before filming this yeah. about how there was a time jump, a time gap for two years, where to me it felt like a couple of weeks <laughs> when I saw Book of Boba Fett when Grogu and Jaren reunite, and then obviously a lot of time has passed here because you know Navarro's um, really, and you know, I do actually feel like the character of Cara Dune is was missing for me. Uh, in, in Navarro. I did feel her missing presence. Yeah, but I, I think it's actually, I like, obviously, they, they had the is one. It, is that good for you? Is that as good? the one. <laughs> <laughs> and there we are. Uh, no, I, I feel like as as the one throwaway line about, like, yeah, I got recruited by the New Republic and all that. And I do like that they can play on this notion that, like, oh, maybe having a New Republic ranger representing law enforcement in a system that's trying to be independent um, wouldn't have worked in the first place. I think the other thing to mention here is that there is the theoretical, they still haven't officially canceled it, the Rangers of the, uh, Rangers of the New Republic. Sure, sure. Um, that I think implied that this was going to happen anyway. Um, you know, but obviously the situation is like, but... Yeah. Um, Bring her back, I say. It's yeah. been enough time. Has it? 
I don't know. I have no stake. I don't in the know, game. man. I, I don't know what the rules are either. I'm like, if you, if you did it, you did truth, it. I don't even remember what happened. Honestly, I remember it being a big she, deal at the time. She's friends with Ben Shapiro. It's about all I know, man. Oh, well, he's Jewish. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah. It's all right. We we have. Like he a, needs to go bathe. A quarter of Harrison Ford, of so we're, it all checks out. Yeah, um. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> like the pi- when I was saying stakes, like the pirates thing was a was a great sequence. I love that we got like an actual aerial battle because you don't really get that with Mandalorian. Um, that's one of the things I actually appreciate about the show. But it's cool to actually to see that they're really bringing that to life yeah. here. Two out of ten. Um, not enough Hondo Anaka. Not enough Hondo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but with the. But, um, yeah, like, okay, the pirates thing kind of seems like it just was randomly inserted, and I'm not exactly fully... There was nothing about what they introduced with them that it has me super interested to see how they affect the rest of the season. I don't think they are. I think, I think, think that, that was, was just it with it? I think that was more of a, a, a tool to show us that things that would have been a half-a-season arc are just not, like, a non... Like, the monster being in the very beginning... As opposed to like the monster uh, in uh, when we when we fought the crate dragon, um, being like a much bigger. They seem to throw a lot of attention to the pirates thing. That seemed to be a big thing. I feel like they're going to be back at some point. Maybe, but I. And also, I don't know the 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 changing politics of life on Navarro, coming from being this more dusty, like you know, cowboy town where like you kind of have to tolerate a certain amount of leeway. Whereas now they can afford to be like, you know what? After a certain point, get out of here, pirates. We're not working with you. Well, that's kind of the interesting, um, and maybe the, the overarching theme of the season is what fills these power vacuums that exist. Um, and I, I imagine we're going to see uh, our two X-wing pilots from the New Republic. Who always uh, just happen to run just, into man. It's such a small galaxy. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you should that one guy. <laughs> what it's been, was that? It's been the one guy, the Asian guy. Well, he his his voiceover was in the trailer. Oh, was it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Uh, and his name is escaping me. But um, yeah. But uh, uh, part of me wonders if yeah, if the pirates escaping me. Oh, <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah, yeah, Waka uh, <laughs> sorry. Um, I gotta, yeah, add, I gotta edit Oz this video, version. so we should, we should yeah, wrap. This we should up. wrap it. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll end with this. Uh, a five-minute monologue. <laughs> <laughs> I'll end with this. It was amazing uh, seeing Mandalorian culture. I'm so excited. I hope that most of the season is spent uh, unpacking the trauma of the Mandalorian peoples. Yeah, John. I'm having a blast. Happy to be back, and I can't wait for it. <laughs> great effects, great adventure. I'm here. Yeah, uh, I give this one I'm like a, 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 a glowing 7.5 out of 10, <laughs> I would say. 7.5? Yeah. 7.5. I, mean, I feel like this is the kind of episode that would grow on me, grow goo on me, eh. and, and <laughs> over the course of how it plays into the later part of the season yeah. it's still a recommendation it's still good well this is a show for me where where both modes are i'm equally happy for because i'm used to it being where some episodes are just kind of on their own and it's, it's just a neat adventure and then other episodes are very consequential and i'm kind of here for both but they're always fun and i feel yeah, like it's really fun at, at star wars core like that's what that's what we keep coming I'd back probably for. say like a 7.8 if we're playing with the room here I'm saying a 10 out of 10 gonna praise the shrine of Dave Filoni when I get home I gotta edit this for you guys so I'll 
I'm, I'm, I'm ending this right now. <laughs> we love you. <laughs> Thanks for being here. Ryan Barnes, you are Ryan Barnes. Baines. Baines. That stays. <laughs> <laughs> Good golly, it's Rob Frawley the, the second. Don't get it twisted. Cannot avoid the keeper of the void. Danger, Jeffrey Robinson. You've never heard this reference. Especially not for me in one of these videos. Real, whoa. Ho, oh, you almost got me. <laughs> Barca fan, US 101 freeway. Jaspreet Boular, you can start by car. Roberto Engel, man, I love that Roberto guy. Ian Simon, we be rhyming. It's my lover, song high, Guga Glover. Jacob Neptune, absorb the book Dune. All hail Kayla the King, baby. NMB is not the National Basketball Association. <laughs> Alan Ling, the guy with the thing. Kiera. Where your flesh? Eric Hans, 39 cent store. Coosie Coosie rhymes with a word that means a woman's genitals. <laughs> Fill in the blank. Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. <laughs> That's what it's about. Nick X, fill, fill, in, the, fill in the blank with something naughty. Juan Longoria, yeah, I, 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 I stamp stamps for you. It's never turgid when you're with Gail Ferguson. All right, let's. We won. Cliff Rodriguez means business. Master Tiddlywinks. John the Goat wrote me a note. Lorenzo Zoyle Baxter Building. Differently sane, walks around with a reliable cane. Hold still for Marco Tunstill. Lauren American horse, never feels any remorse. Never jaded, simply faded, always hair braided. Rogue Cree, you are not Chinese. Slithering Junkie 94. Justin Martin, the, the Pop Tartan. Don't flame me, Rosie Beatty. Darth Yoda. Rachel Alden Ehrenreich. Look who's ballin'. It's Colin Aldolin Stalin ballin'. Trollin'. Philip J. Smith Jr. You give me a bunier. <laughs> <laughs> Quite a bunier. <laughs> Jen Smith, don't join the Sith. Melanie LeBlanc. Ah, uh, you, you, you bring out the funk in me. Ha ha. Anyway, guys, hey, thanks for being part of our Patreon page and watching John and I lay down these sick bars for all you guys. I hope you're around next month to hear this all over again where we recycle some rhymes without realizing that we've done that a few times. Sorry. Oh, what do you know? I just did it again. Peace out, super sexy rejects.